This podcast is made possible through donations from listeners like you and our partners at Tallman Equipment. Tallman Equipment prides itself in having more linemen tools in stock than anyone else. And now, when you're shopping online at tallmanequipment.com, look for the truck logo that says Fast Ship on hundreds of items on their website. That logo means that item is in stock and ready to ship the same day in most cases. When it comes to getting the tools and equipment linemen need, trust Tallman. Line 11 Clothing Company, making apparel for our first responders with a positive message to patriots that you can be proud of. The proceed of the cost goes to helping our foundation ignite the fire for father engagement. Give them a follow at Line 11 Clothing on Instagram. And finally, Monzingo Knives. Each knife is created with craftsmanship that only a tradesman could provide. Find them on Instagram at Monzingo Knives and get your American-made Monzingo knife today. At the show up, Dad, we recognize that fathers providing for their children is certainly important. But when men truly understand their unique role and gain the knowledge and skills to be great fathers, they can transform and impact the future generations. Today's guest is journeyman lineman James Garland. He has been married for four years and has four kids, one son and three daughters. He has been in the trade about six and a half years. He currently works with SoCal Edison. Welcome to the show, brother. How you doing, man? Happy to be on. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Thank you for coming on and just joining us on this episode to share what you do to be successful as a father, as a husband, brother. It's definitely an honor to have you on, bro. Yeah, thank you. I can't thank you enough. This is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. The last time I saw you, James, was at the uh, the picnic, correct? Yeah, the, the union picnic. Yeah. Yeah, man. Time flies, bro. That was just this summer. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> now we're yeah. already going into fall. <laughs> the summer's flown by, you know? Oh, yeah. Especially when you're working all them hours and stuff like that. It just gets crazy, man. Crazy hectic. Um, One thing I am very, very super stoked to see is the amount of hard work that the union at the local level, uh, Local 47, puts into their workers you know what i mean i mean what they did that day and like i mean just even dodger night and you know all the different stuff they do for the families of their workers that's amazing dude that's a testament to leadership there and uh just what they're trying to do with this program you know what i mean it, it, it's it's awesome to be a part of the ibw yeah no i'm i'm really happy with it we've uh me and my family we've gone to a few events now and i thought that uh the union picnic was awesome you know, mm-hmm. they had all the um, really focused on like families and, and kids, you know, and I think that's what encourages people to really go because you go to an event, you know, and you have little kids running around, you know, trying to keep them entertained is pretty difficult at times, you know, so to have jumpers and face painting and all this for the kids, it's, it's awesome, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. And then with the great part thing about that, too, is you get to see the workers, like the, the men, the guys who are working, right. The linemen, electricians, whatever it may be, dude. Um, if I left anybody out, please forgive me. Um, the traffic control guys, you know, you get to see them, how they really are with their families, a different side of them. Yeah. No, I, I see that too, because, you know, I ran into a bunch of buddies I haven't seen in a while, you know, and you see them walking with their families and, and it kind of, it takes it to a different level where it's like, Oh, you're not just, the lineman at work, you know, you're, you're the family guy, you know, it's, it was cool to see a lot of people with their kids, you know, and um, brings a different aspect, you know, where you get to know someone more on a personal level. And I think that's, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You get to see that they actually do have a heart. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? like, like, yeah. Everybody yeah. always thinks that linemen don't have a heart, you know what I mean? Or whatever, but you know, it comes down to their families. It's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. You know, definitely. But uh, James, I wanted to go ahead and ask you, brother, like, what was your relationship with your father like growing up, man? I'm curious. Um, I, I had a pretty good relationship with my dad. I mean, um, we're, we're still pretty close. Uh, you know, he was he was a pretty like outdoorsy type. You know, we we went mm-hmm. uh, camping a lot. Um, I was in like the Cub Scouts when I was a kid. So we were, you know, always going camping and um, doing things like that. You know, we did, um, I did archery with, with my dad when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he, 
you know, as I got older, I, I kind of thought like, you know, he, he kind of hurt his shoulders, you know, doing like working and, and, um, doing archery. So he, he sat, he loved baseball. So he sat around and watched a lot of baseball. And I thought like, man, why aren't we going out, you know, and doing stuff. But I see now is like, you know, being a little older and working, it's like, I want to sit down and watch TV sometimes, you know, and, and, and I guess I, things you don't see when, when you're a kid, you grow up and you kind of have to, you know, kind of go into their level and see like, he's probably just tired, you know, like a little mm-hmm. older and tired and, um yeah but pretty pretty good relationship I you know I I think he was really involved you know he uh always took us to me and my sister took us to our practices we played baseball she played softball you know um but anything we had he was always there through high school sports and um you know that's kind of what I want to be able to give back to my kids and get get involved you know Mm -hmm. so always appreciated that 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 he did that so that's cool. Did he ever take you like hunting as well? Cause it sounds like you guys are pretty outdoorsy. So, uh, we, uh, he, so he never took me hunting. We always did these like 3d archery shoots where we'd kind of travel around, um, to different places in Southern California and, and mm-hmm. you shoot, the, uh, foam targets. So he was supposed to go hunting. And then once he went, uh, hunting with his bow, he was going to take me, but it just didn't never happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but like my son's pretty, pretty young. They're going to be, um, kids are going to be three pretty soon at the end of December. So once, once they get just a little bit older than now, um, I want to start taking them, uh, hunting. So I got into hunting last year, so I want to get them slowly, but surely into it. So. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's, it's so awesome to have a father that takes you and, and just, just shares that experience with you. I remember looking back my, my own, per, you know, my own personal experience with that, with uh, my father, you know, he would take me and my younger brother out uh, whenever we killed a big uh, elk or deer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he always made it a point for us to go over there and look to see where the entry and the exit point was, you uh-huh. know, and we thought it was kind of gross. My mom's like, why are you showing him that stuff like that? But I see now what he was trying to do. He was trying to get us to understand you know, the dangers of a rifle if misused, you know, oh, um, yeah. Oh, back I, I like- in, yeah. And like back in the early eighties, like there was a lot of kids that were having like a lot of hunting accidents and stuff like that, you know? And, uh, he wanted us to see, look, and I, I remember him specifically telling me like, stick your finger in this hole and he'd have me stick it in the entry room. And, and then he'd show me the back part of it, you know, where it hit bone or whatever with the seven mag. And he'd be like, look, he's like, this is a big animal. You're not even a quarter of the weight this thing is. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine if this was to hit you and how much damage it would be? And then he would explain and reiterate, hey, guns are not for messing around. They can do damage, you know, and yeah. I, I, I'm i going to share that with my kids. I'll be honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. When the time comes. No, I, that's a great point. I mean, I was never shown anything like that. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. I was, don't, don't look down the barrel of a gun or, you know, yeah. with, with the bows, don't point an arrow at someone and shoot but i really like that i think i'm even going to take that because i i think once you get your hands on something you think like what would this do if this goes off you know Mm -hmm. so i i think i'm gonna i don't think any kid wants to stick their finger in a wound you know but i think (laughs) that you know because you know that that extra wound is way worse than the entry wound and just to get that into your head is you know bring safety to a different level Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Now it sounds like you guys are pretty close going up, you know, and stuff like that. How is your relationship now with him? Do you guys talk every day or, you know what I mean? You guys still um, do stuff or. So when, uh, when I graduated high school, um, mm-hmm. about, about a week after I graduated high school, uh, my dad had a longtime girlfriend because my parents mm-hmm. were divorced. So he, he moved, um, to Northern California. He lived up there until about three years ago. And, him and his girlfriend moved to uh, Tucson, Arizona. So mm-hmm. I, I don't get to see him all that much. Um, when I was younger, in like my early 20s, I'd go up there for, for a week or two around Christmas. But now with, you know, um, once I met my wife and, um, you know, we had all of our kids and stuff, it made it a lot harder to get over there. So um, and then the whole COVID thing didn't really help. So we have some stuff planned this year uh, to get together. 
I talk to him, um, you know, fairly often, not as much as I used to, but um, yeah. still a good relationship, you know, catch up as much as we can. So. Heck yeah. That's awesome to hear brother. Now I noticed you mentioned that they were divorced, bro. Um, now at our foundation, we always stress how important it is to be a good role model to our kids, you know, with your wife and showing them how to treat a lady and stuff like that, vice versa, and how a, a mother should treat her husband or our wife should treat her husband and whatever, you know, yeah. um, how is your mother and father's interaction with each other? If you don't mind me asking. Um, when, when I was younger, I mean, they, I felt like they always kept it, um, they always kept it pretty, pretty neutral, you know? I mean, we never, after they, they got divorced, we never really saw them argue or anything. So mm -hmm. that was nice. Um, but uh, as, as we got older and stuff, you know, they, they, I would say they're more cordial now than, than they were um, when, when me and my wife got married they were both at the wedding, you know, and, um, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, you know, I would, I don't know if they were excited to see each other, but, um, you know, they, they talked for a little bit, you know, and, and mm -hmm. that, that was nice to see, at least from my part, you know, I don't think any kid wants to see their parents going at it, you know, especially, especially on a day, like, you know, like your wedding day, that's the last thing you want to see, but they've always, um, they've always kept it, um, pretty, pretty good for, you know, for the family, you know, so. That's good to hear because I mean, I know for so many people out there, that's, that's, that's a hard thing to do. It takes a lot of self-control to be able to pull yourself together and, and not get triggered and not give into those, those uh, moments of anger and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Those yeah. emotions. Um, It's detrimental for the kids. It truly oh, is, dude. A hundred percent. Well, there, there was something you posted, um, uh, a while back and, and it said like, if, if your parents did, I'm, I might kind of mess this up a little bit, but, um, it was like, if your parents didn't show you a good marriage, mm. you know, it's, it's up to you really to show your kids. And, and I saw that and I was like, man, that's, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like that's. I, I didn't see, I mean, my, my uh, memories of my parents being married was nothing great, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to change that. You know, I want my kids to see, you know, how, what a marriage is and, you know, the understanding of that. So, you know, I, mm -hmm. I really hope they, they see that even my girls as they've grown up, you know, um, me and my wife, I feel like have a really good relationship. So we wanted to set like a really good, you know, base for them you know, as they grow up. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Um, um, I'm trying to see which post it was. Um, it was like a story from, I believe it was on your story from, from uh, a while back. Oh, it was a while back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, cause it's so true, dude. I mean, it's up to us to break those curses, those generational curses. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, whether it be drinking or uh, substance abuse of other kinds, uh, pornography, whatever, it's up to us to stop that. You know, we're the ones who stand in that gate to say, hey, not anymore, man. This isn't going to happen in my family. It may have happened in the past, but it's not going to happen to my kids. And it stops here with me. Yeah. You know, that's a part of being that protector. You know, we talk about being a protector as a father, being a provider as a father and being a presider as a father, you know, and that falls into that realm right there. That's part of our protection is to stop the things that we can control from stepping mm -hmm. into our family. You know, there's a, a saying that I always say, and I love this saying, it says, well, walks in fathers runs in sons. And it's oh, absolutely like true. You know? Yeah. I like that. Um, I wanted to ask you, brother, uh, now looking back, I mean, just, just the story that you have of your dad and all this stuff and, you know, just explaining how awesome your dad was and stuff like that. Did you always want to be a father? I, I couldn't tell you from when, but I, I know I've always, I've always wanted to. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I kind of, I mean, my, so my two, my two oldest daughters are my stepdaughters. So when, I met my wife, uh, I was 21. And once we started dating about 22, so mm -hmm. 
you know, while all my friends were, were, you know, kind of going out and stuff, I, I was at, you know, at home, you know, at home with the kids and, and really trying to learn how to, you know, how to be a father, you know, at, at, at 22. And, um, it was something that, you know, I, I felt like I didn't shy away from, I didn't take it as, as anything negative. So mm-hmm. it was something that I wanted to take on and, you know, and be good at, you know, mm-hmm. man. Um, it's so cool to see that you had such a positive influence in your life with your father. Was there any other influences that you gained from, uh, that kind of influence the way you father today? Um, my, I, I always looked up to my grandpa, my, my mom's okay. dad, um, you know, he, he taught me a lot, you know, instilled a lot in me. And, um, you know, there's, there's things to this day that, you know, I, I try to teach my son that, that he taught me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he, he always told me like, you always take care of your mom, no matter what, you know? Mm-hmm. And to this day, I always try to do that with my mom. And I tell my son Jackson, like, you know, no matter what, you have to take care of your mom. You always look out for your mom, no matter what, you know? So mm-hmm. he, he was a pretty good, uh, like role model too, you know, anything yeah. I felt my dad might've missed. He, he kind of was there for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. That was your father's dad, right? My mother's dad. mother's mother's dad. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever know your father's dad at all? No, he, uh, he passed away when my dad was, uh, in his early twenties. So I never, mm-hmm. never. Oh, wow, man. That's crazy. Do you think that had an, uh, like a, well, obviously it had a big impact on your father, but, uh, did you ever hear your father ever talk about him or anything like that? Or, uh, I, I, you know, I heard, you know, little bits, but my dad mm-hmm. never, my dad never really talked about him too much. Um, you know, said he was a good guy and, Mm-hmm. And that, that was really about it. You know, I, I always felt like there were certain things um, that I felt like I don't want to ask, you know, even though I'm curious, I, it was like, I don't, I didn't, I never knew what that wound was like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I never, never really asked those questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you, so you felt like there was a wound or you felt like there was a wound? Like, yeah, maybe, maybe there, I kind of felt like maybe there is a wound, you know, and, mm-hmm ever really wanted to bring it up you know yeah but, yeah it's crazy how you can kind of sense that you know what i mean like when it's sensitive or whatever you know i know <laughs> um i know for my dad i was always curious about my grandpa because i never got to meet him right he died <laughs> when i was born and um he always wanted to see me because i was named after his dad okay because okay. I'm, I'm the third and um he always was talking about how he wanted to to meet me and stuff like that. He never got a chance to, he died of emphysema in an old age home. Right. And, um, my father, when I'd ask him about my grandpa, it was very like short, you know what I mean? He, he didn't really say too much about it, you know? And I started digging and, and being real inquisitive as a young boy, you know, and I started talking to my grandma about it and she started telling me how he was, he was a pretty strict man. He was, you know, pretty mean, um, and stuff like that, you know? So being able to see that helped me to better understand why my father was a certain way with us and how strict he was, you know what I mean? Because he grew up a certain way, which is very hard, you know, Mm -hmm. and what are, as fathers, what do we do? We don't have a blueprint, right? So we fall back to what we are showed or or taught. Right. And, um, you know, so I saw that my dad did certain things because he was taught a certain way, you know what I mean? And yeah. I was able to empathize with that and be like, okay, you know, my dad, you know, obviously, you know, he learned this from his father or whatever, you know, and I don't fault him anymore for the way he sometimes treated us, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. when you're stressed or whatever, you know, and, you know, you're trying to provide for your family and stuff like that, you know, and then all of a sudden now you're treating your wife or your kids a certain way, you know, I, I, I get it. I see it. You're not saying that it's right, but I, I could empathize with him is what I'm trying to say, you know? Yeah. No, I, I understand where you're coming from on that. You know, my, my dad was, uh, even though, you know, he, he was, you know, a great guy. He, he had his, his angry side, you know, he, he never abused us, you know, but he would, you knew when, when he yelled, that was, you know, that was, you, you were terrified, you know? So, 
Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that, that I get from that is like, even though he yelled and, and I kind of understand it now from, from being a father is, um, I never got a sorry from, you know, from him. So if I raise my voice to my kids or, um, you know, if I could tell that, you know, I did something that, that I shouldn't have, I'm really quick to like bring them over and like, you know, mm. sit them on or hold their hands and say like, Hey, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. You know? Um, so that's that it's little things that, that I remember from my childhood that, that I really try to, um, I guess to stop, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. everyone, everyone, you know, sometimes you lose your temper, you know, and, and, um, you know, I really try to, to do my best because I always think like, uh, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to be that, that person, you know, mm-hmm. and I, it, it's just, but I, I try, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, but, but I do try my best, you know, mm-hmm. man, I wanted to read this quote that I, I, I wrote today and it says young children are not cognitively capable of sorting out the complexities of your bad days, unresolved trauma, right. Or ancestral patterns. Mm-hmm. They see your emotions and behavior simply as a real-time reflection of how you feel about them. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that's so true, dude, because say, for instance, you come home, you just worked a 24 and 8 or whatever, right? You're yeah. tired. You're exhausted. You have reached your level, right? Mm-hmm. Your kid wants your attention because he hasn't seen you. Yeah. Now you're yelling at him. They don't understand that daddy's tired. All they yeah. know is they kids will internalize that and be like man there's something wrong with me daddy doesn't want to play with me yeah i did something you know and it's so important to understand that yeah you know that's a really point that's a really really good point you know and it's hard like you said it is it is hard you know um i think the more you become aware of that and keep that in the forefront of your head the more you're going to be able to start making those subtle changes, you know, those little victories, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being able to put a stop to that. I know for me, I've been implementing that a lot and catching myself the other day. I was, uh, I forgot what I did. I'm really hard on my daughter. You know, she's my firstborn. I, whatever, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, I'm, I'm breaking that. Right. And uh, she said something or whatever. And I literally, like in the past, I used to freak out and snap on her and be like, well, pick up your crap or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was about to do it. I caught myself and she even was like stunned. And my wife was looking at him like, don't you dare. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I got to go. And I opened up the door to the garage. You know what I mean? Where I have my arm, my, my arm wrestling table and stuff like that. And I opened up the garage. I was going to go in there. And my daughter's like, were you just going to say, and I was like, no, bye. And you know what I mean? And I yeah. just totally just diffused it. Like I just walked away. And uh, my, my wife came in there afterwards and she tells me, she's like, good job, dad. I'm like, why? What happened? And she's like, oh, your daughter just looks so baffled because she was so used to you yelling at her and snapping at her that she doesn't yeah. know what to do now that you didn't do that. And she's confused. And she's like thinking to herself, wait a minute, is that changing? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? No, so. that, that's good. Um, like even it, it's funny you bring that up because I'm, I'm harder on my son than, than my, than my daughter. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's because I, you know, I feel like there's, um, I I don't even know what it is to be honest. When I think about it, it's just, I, I feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. my son, they're both good kids. You know, it's just, um, I feel like he's, he's not mischievous. He's just really curious about things. You know, he likes, he likes Mm -hmm. doing stuff like, and he'll, and he'll push the limits, you know? And you tell him no, and he's still, you know, he'll put his hand. And he's like, you know, I'm going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like he had like a cake pop, you know, and he's like smearing it on the windows. And I caught myself. It was like, oh my God, you know, and, and, <laughs> and he knows like, he knows that look, you know, and he just kind of put his head down. And I was like, no, come here. You know, I was like, please don't do that. But I'll catch myself where it's like, I want to explode. And then it's like, no, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, Hey man, just don't, don't do that next time. You know, the windows aren't for writing on, you know, but, mm-hmm. and, and then I bring it back. Like the kid's only three, you know, yeah. he still needs to learn, but I, I need to, 
take it back sometimes. You know, I, I need to think like, I need to think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's being that aware, you know, having that awareness and yeah, man, just, just knowing that, okay, I'm tired. All right. Mm-hmm. What are, what are my, what are my triggers? Right. Yeah. Um, just going throughout your, your day, you know what I mean? Did I, did I, am I, am I hungry? Am I, am I tired? Am I in pain? I know for me, a lot of times, um, you know, just being in the military and stuff like that, I have some st- stuff I deal with and, uh, I'm in pain sometimes a lot of time. I don't say anything, but I'm, uh, I'm in pain, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then being in this trade and stuff like that, you know what I mean? It doesn't help out. <laughs> right. So yeah, I get real short when I'm in pain and get real quiet. And, uh, I know that those are one of some of my triggers, especially when my, boys are trying to jump on me or something and i'm like hurting that day or whatever you know what i mean i'm like ah you gotta watch out with daddy you know what i mean and i don't want to sound like an old man or anything like that dude but there's some days man it hurts you know what i mean and it's like you snap when you feel that pain or whatever you're like oh get off of me or whatever you know what i mean and you just got to be aware of it for sure yeah that's that's hard you know like the kids think it's funny to like to pull hairs you know or pinch Mm -hmm. you know and there's, you know, I mean, there's certain times where it's like, they'll get you in the right spot. And it's like, hey, man, like that hurt, <laughs> you know, but until they they understand, you know, like, my son thought it was funny to scratch, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, I kept telling him, no, don't do that. And then finally, I'm like, you know, scratch yourself, you know, see, see how it feels, you know, and or like pinch yourself, you know, uh-huh. and I'll get pinch and it's like, see, it hurts like you can't, you can't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember one time, dude, my boys were messing around and it was getting, I don't know what it is, dude, right around bedtime, they turn into savages. Oh yeah. I think that's his in general. (laughs) And, uh, one of them standing on the edge of my bed, my baby. And, you know, I have my arms up and, you know, you have underarm hair, dude, he (laughs) grabs a handful of underarm hair and jumps off the bed, bro. Oh, do you have any idea how painful that is? Oh my God. I wanted to kill him, dude. Oh, I hurt so bad. I had tears in my eye. I, I, I felt that dude all the way into my spine, dude. <laughs> That's oh. all that hurt. <laughs> you know? I was like, ah, oh. and he thought it was the funniest stuff ever. You know what I mean? At the time that it's not funny. That hurt, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, but, uh, true. it's definitely crazy. You know, um, what are some of the top values that you feel that your dad instilled in you, you know, you said about your grandpa, how he taught you how to always take care of your mom. Right. What are some of the the top values that your dad instilled in you growing up and what are you going to, are you going to share them with your kids too? You know what I mean? Um, I, I think the, I want to say like the thing that comes to my mind, the first would be like honesty, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I know I lied a lot as a kid, you know, but, but mm-hmm. I always knew like, this is wrong, you know, and mm-hmm. he'd call me on it, you know, and, and that's what, what I try to tell my kids is like, it's okay if you make the mistake, but you need to be honest, you come to us and, you know, we'll try to fix it. And that was the same I did with, with my girls, you know, mm-hmm. is if you, if you make a mistake, you, you know, yeah, you, you might get, you know, you might get ripped, you know, but you're, you need to be honest. You need, you need to, you need to speak up, you know, and say something. So, mm-hmm. uh, probably the, the biggest one, um, is, is, is honesty, you know? Mm-hmm. No, and that's so important today, dude. I think a lot of kids are missing that. Um, no one wants to be accountable for anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I blame that on the fathers not holding their kids to a standard. You know, not yeah. holding themselves to standard because what do we yeah. say? They watch you. They're going to learn it from somewhere, you know? So if you're telling your kids not to lie, but then you're on the phone and you're calling in and you're saying you're sick, you know <laughs> what I mean? What are you teaching your kids that that's okay, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, another one is like, say, for instance, Halloween, you know, grandparents, right? your grandparents, you know, you tell them, Hey, they can only have a certain amount of candy, whatever. I don't want their teeth rotting out of their head, you know? And then what do the parent, the grandparents do? They get them, they feed them all kinds of candy. Don't tell your parents. Yeah. Right? And you know, as harmless as that seems, you're teaching them to keep secrets. Yeah. And later on in life, that could be a 
bad thing, especially when it comes down to, you know, when, if, you know, Lord forbid they get into some bad stuff. Yeah. You know? So well, I read another quote too, that it, it said, um, you know, no, no safe adult will tell you to keep a secret, you know, and that's um, mm-hmm. something I, I try to tell my kid, my kids, because, you know, obviously as a protector, you don't want anything to happen to your kids. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, I'll tell them, you know, um, trying to bring it up in a nice way early on is like, you know, um, you know, these are, you know, it's, this is your body that these are your parts, you know, and no one, you know, no one's, uh, supposed to do that you know and you can't they shouldn't be telling you to keep a secret you know that if something happens you need to tell us you know because that's one of my biggest fears as a parent you know is mm-hmm. is something that happening to my kids man so, and just just kind of just touching base on that it's crazy because i i read statistics i had a, a past guest on here talk about um it was our darkness to light episode if you haven't heard it check it out it's about child predators and uh one of the things he talked about is he said that one in three children will be sexually abused. Those mm-hmm. freaking stats are staggering, dude. Yeah. And, and the stuff that really caught me and opened my eyes to it is he said that predators groom the parents first. And that's why there's so many people that say um, that their child was, uh, you know, abused or whatever by someone they knew. It's because that person grooms the parents they get access to your children through you oh and wow that, that's crazy huh listen to that episode yeah. dude. it was solid yeah dude. I mean, oh that's crazy yeah i mean he had some so much valuable information i mean i don't want to get too crazy on it but yeah do check it out um especially for you know fathers out there who live in trailer parks and stuff like that as far as you know like just being a, a tramp lineman and stuff like that you know you you have your line family around you you know i don't trust nobody and that's yeah. just the way i've always been i don't i don't bring people to my house i don't you know what i'm saying cuz you never know yeah. all it takes is a split second dude yeah you know and that's how i feel too is like it it sounds bad i just you know mm-hmm. uh, i just don't trust anyone you know no. and you know we could uh i was at a friend's uh friend's house uh, a few weeks ago and uh it was his son's birthday you know and Mm-hmm. And the families, you know, and, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly like up, you know, I'm, I'm, where's my son, you know, uh, you know, okay. I check on him. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's in or, you know, but I'm just, you know, I, I just, I, I can't, I can't keep my eyes off my kid, you know, and, you know, they're telling me he's fine, you know, and it's like, nah, I'm good. You know, I'm going to keep checking, you know, I want to make sure my kid's good, you know? And I'll go out there and jump with him, you know, or watch him, you know, but I just don't, I don't trust anyone, you know? So. No, you definitely, you definitely can't it, uh, before you know it, it's too late and yeah. that's something you can't get back. So definitely keep your head on a swivel. You know, uh, I tell fathers all the time that, uh, you know, being a parent never ends, <laughs> you yeah. know, until they're old enough to make those decisions for themselves, dude you will never rest you know yeah. you're even when they like my daughter now um she's a teenager and everything and when she goes to the dances or whatever i'm still up i'm still waiting to hear you know what i mean just in case i gotta go over there and wreck somebody or you know you, whatever i need to do as a father you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. uh, you don't rest dude i don't rest until she gets in that door yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah it's uh it's definitely not an easy task being a father, but it's definitely well worth it. Right. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Now we talked about, you know, um, your different role models, you know, your grandpa, your father, and you know, all these different things, right. These, these uh, values that your dad instilled in you growing up and all that stuff. What kind of advice do you have to the young family dad? Cause you were a young family dad, right? <laughs> What type of advice can you give to the young family dad now to be more aware of his role and his importance to the family? Um, I would say like patience, you know, like trying to mm. learn that, that patience with, with kids, you know, um, you know, I wouldn't say with, with my girls, I, I was, you know, perfect. You know, I really tried with them, you know, it's just, I didn't, 
I didn't have the patience like I have now. And I know I could still do better on that, you know, but Mm -hmm. I I would definitely say just, you know, um, take a breath, you know, take a breath and calm down and deal with it after, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. that's, that's probably the biggest thing. That's the thing I look back on with, with my girls when they were little is just, is I wish I had more patience. You know, I, I wish, I wish I could have taken a step back and not, not blown up, you know, at, you know, all the times, you know, I, I should have just, you know, mm-hmm. been more, you know, that's to me, that's, that's the biggest thing. That's my struggle. And, and uh, all my friends that, um, that I've had kids recently, I, that's what I tell them is like, you know, it's not the end of the world. Just be, you know, try to be patient, you know, mm-hmm. take a breath, you know? So with that being said, so you said patience, right. Mm-hmm. And, and just being able to, to mimic that as a father as well, right? Showing our kids what it is to be patient, right? So like, what are some of the things that you had to give up when you became a father? Um, You know, well, being being young, I, you know, had to give up, you know, going yeah. out and really, I, I guess, like indulging on, mm-hmm. on things, you know, but, um, you know, that, that stuff now I look back on and I don't, I don't really miss it, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. really miss out on much um you know i i think what what kind of changed you know in in my head is like um you know i felt like i was always kind of like a risk taker you know growing up and and i still want my kids to like take risks you know but i'm a lot more safe about it you know like yeah you know i want them to learn you know but um it's kind of like uh you know hey man if you're gonna climb on that you know be careful you know if you I'm telling you that you know it's a little too high but be careful you know um so I try to take a step back on that you know where it's like you got to let them learn but um you know I I had to I'd had to change the way of like yeah just go do it you know have fun Mm -hmm. you know I want you to understand what you know cause and effect you know yeah so no for sure um I know that I'm older now, like a lot of the stuff I used to do, uh, mm-hmm. the risk taking, all that stuff. I don't know if it's being a father or just getting older, man, I can't do some of the stuff I used to do, <laughs> you know? Oh. And I, and I think back like, man, I remember I used to hang upside down on a case structure, you know, this is before uh, fall restraints and all that stuff. Uh-huh we would be up there on the upside down off the, the static bar in a case structure, 105 feet up in the air, hanging upside down. You know what I mean? Just yeah. messing around and stuff. And I think about it now. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no desire to do that. You know, well, there's, know. you know, um, I remember when, when right before I had my kids, you know, I'd have my harness on in the bucket and mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you clip in, sometimes you don't, you know, and, and as mm-hmm. stupid as that is, I remember when I had my kids, it was like, that's my promise to them. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm clipped in, you know, and some, you know, some people are like, why, you know, and it's like, that's my promise to my kids. That's the least I could do right now, you know? And my wife, whenever, um, whenever I get like a new hobby, like, you know, I bought a Harley like two years ago or something and yeah, she was great Add it to the list, you know? And, um, you know, but like, she's already like, you have this dangerous job and you, and you're doing all this. So it's like, I know I'm going to be rubber gloving. And the least I could do right now is, is clip in, you know, I could clip in my harness and be, you know, God forbid I fall out, but Mm -hmm. that's the least I could do. And I, um, I push that on, on, uh, you know, apprentices when, when they get to the steps where they're, you know, allowed now to go into the bucket to do things, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, they, they've asked me too, and it's like, that's, you know, I'm telling you, you should, you know, you know, you should, but that's my promise to my kids, you know, because mm. my, my biggest fear is like, you know, you, you go to work every day and, and you know, your risks, you know, but it's, um, it's when I get, when I take call outs, um, and my kids are awake, you know, then mm. they walk, leave, you know, I have a little talk with them, like, you know, no, no shortcuts. Dad ain't, dad ain't taking shortcuts. And I swear every time I tell the story, I get like, like must, you know, musty in the eyes. Cause it's like, you know, that's my to them is like, you know, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to take those stupid risks tonight. You know, I have my promise of coming back and I made that promise, you know, so mm -hmm. extra I got to do, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it, you know, because they're now watching me leave, you know, mm -hmm. have that obligation of coming back because I chose to take this call out. I, you know, I have to go to work every day, but I didn't have to take this call out to leave you guys. So that's mm -hmm. like certain things that I try to like, no, I'm not going to do that today. You know? Mm -hmm. Man, so, I like that you put it in those perspectives or, or that perspective that you have to work, right? Yeah. But you chose to take that call out. And because you chose to take that call out, guess what? My promise to you guys is that daddy's not going to take no shortcuts. Yeah. Right? I love that, dude. That's freaking awesome. And that's what we want to see, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. That, that's badass, dude. Because I think if more fathers out there would weigh the risks like you did, Mm -hmm. right? there wouldn't be so many accidents. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, how many times have you heard it? You know, they pay you to put it on, whether it be an extra piece of cover or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, and they pay you to put your buck squeeze on, you know, your, yeah. your, your, your transfer lanyard, all mm -hmm. these different things, you know, you're paid to use it. Why? Yeah. To keep you safe. Why? So you can fulfill that promise that, Hey, I'm going to come home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, um, I was telling that because I, I went to the to the rodeo in Kansas this past weekend. And yeah, I saw that. You know, we're all talking, you know, we're at the, the <clears throat> hotel bar, you know, and we're all telling stories and stuff. And um, mm -hmm. I told that same thing, like when, you know, that what I told you about taking that call out and leaving the kids, you know, and I'm, I'm mm -hmm. fighting the back, you know, after a few beers, I'm fighting the tears back, you know, and it's like if if I could tell every single person just do it, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's too easy to fall into that. And, and I'm not going to be that one, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, you know, it is. It's true, man. Cause, uh, you know, there's a saying that goes, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. So if you're taking shortcuts on little things, you're going to take shortcuts on the big things. Yeah. And man, it just doesn't affect you. It affects your spouse. It affects your marriage. It could affect the way you provide for your family. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many stories I've seen where the company does their investigation and they say, okay, this is a willful act. You knew better. And then yeah. what? Now the guy's fam. Now he can't provide. Yeah. Now he's injured. Now he has all these bills, you know, and then the company fires you rightfully so you broke a rule right yeah and it just doesn't stop there it goes on it affects the way your kids you know it changes their way of life i mean if you start thinking about it like that dude it's crazy you know what yeah I mean? yeah no so, definitely now that we're talking about the trade brother i wanted to ask you um this trade is hard on a family right yeah and i heard it told to me by a good friend of mine who had a, a serious accident. He said that this trade has the ability to magnify the problems we have not worked on, whether mm -hmm. that be your marriage, substance, anger, whatever. It will magnify that, right? A hundred percent. What is one thing you would like to see or like to change about the trade? I think like, I well, what I think about that is like, um, mm -hmm. I believe that a hundred percent, you know, I, I don't think anyone has the perfect marriage. Everyone, you know, you, you have to work at it. It's just like anything else. Um, mm -hmm. you need to be able to identify and, and try to change that. So when I think when, when I was coming up, mm -hmm. you know, it was like, you will be here every day. You will take every call out because you need to learn, you know? And I always did that because that's mm -hmm. what was told to me. And, um, you know, it took, it took a long time for me to, to really sit back and, um, and think like, man, it's, it's, you know, the, the whole, the, the ego thing and, um, you know, being the, being the best, you know, it's like, it's not that serious, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's a career and I love it more than, you know, more than so many things, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's, it's a job, you know, and, mm -hmm. Um, you know, that, that me and my wife probably about, probably about five months ago, um, 
you know, we, we moved um, from where we lived in Whittier. We moved up to Oak Hills in uh, the top of the pass. So we moved in February and, the, you know, I was moving because I wanted more for my kids mm-hmm. and I wanted to slow down a little bit for, for my family, you know, and I, I finally had to sit and reflect on, on everything, you know, and, and think like, what do I want to do? You know, who do I want to be to, to my family and my wife, you know? And, and that's what I think is like, I told my wife, um, you know, she, she asked me, she's like, if, if you work, if, if you, cause I would work close to seven days a week, you know, everything I can get, I would take. Yeah. And she was like, it, just give the kids Sunday, at least that's the least you can do. And I was like, okay. So I would give my kids that time, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't give my wife the time that, that I should have, you know, and, and being patient with her all the time and trying to be, you know, keeping up that side of the relationship and being loving. So mm-hmm. that was the thing I had to, to kind of want to change is like mm-hmm. it's not that serious like you don't need to take everything you don't need to be there every day mm-hmm. you know and I see it now you know I look back on all the years when when I worked um you know a little bit more in the city you know it's like I didn't need to be there all the time you know and I I see mm-hmm. the how the relationships kind of changed with with my girls over the years and um you know I can't I can't go back and fix that. All I can do is, is try for my kids now, you know, it's not that serious, you know, mm-hmm. if you miss all, it's not that serious, you know? So that's one thing is, you know, I tell like the new apprentices and the new groundmen, you guys need to take everything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, if, if you're not available, you're not available. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, um, it's, if, if you're going to miss something big for your family, don't take it. It's not worth it. You know? Yeah. So, so do you think that one thing you'd like to see change is more linemen putting boundaries to be able to say, Hey, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think that would be a bad thing to change. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I see a change in, in the culture and I'm not the biggest fan of how it's changing, but there are, mm-hmm feel like in certain cases certain things that you know need to be changed you know like Mm -hmm. like me one of them is like you don't need to take it all you know it's going to be there tomorrow and there's someone else to fill your spot today you know so um i think that that would be kind of good to to kind of change a little bit yeah because i've seen i've noticed a lot of guys you know like a lot of the apprentices that i've had um just going through by the time they top out, they're burnt out. Like a lot of them are like, I don't even know if I'm even going to go back into the trade after because they'll, they'll take time off after they top out. Right. And yeah. a lot of them, like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I want to be a lineman after they spent all that time, dude. And it's yeah. because they've been working, you know, 70, 80 hours, they're, they're, you know, for four years straight, whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever it may be. And a lot of them are burned out, you know? And yeah. it's like, I, I like with one of our, senior instructors at the JATC always says, he's like, man, you don't got to take all the call outs. Just like you said. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to man up. This is a man's trade man up and be like, Hey man, I got this this weekend. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Yeah. Or whatever. You know what I mean? And being able to have those clear cut boundaries, you know, yeah, it's, um, it's important because like uh, Dr. Steven Poulter talked about, he said, boundaries are like Mount San Antonio, right? Mount Baldy over here. Mm-hmm. Okay. The weather changes on that mountain. We see that, you know, some year, you know, we have snow in the winter, you know, and it's hot as hell and dry during the summer, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that changes is the weather around there. The thing that's constant is that mountain. That mountain never changes. And we need to be like that mountain. You know what I mean? We need to yeah. be constant, you know, mm-hmm. we got to be constant with our words, constant with our boundaries. And being able to say no. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a, that's a I, I really like that. You know, that's true. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Now, one of the questions I always get, brother, and I want to wrap it up with this, is how are you dealing with your family now? Like when you go home and stuff like that, you know, being present in your family after a long day, what is one thing you do that you can share with our audience? 
I, I take the time with my kids, you know, like if, mm-hmm. if I work 24 and, and they're just about getting up or it's time for breakfast, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be there for, for breakfast or I'm going to try to help out, you know, the, the best that I can. I may not be the most talkative, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, after like a normal day, I, I come home and I'm, and I'm there, I'm present with the kids, you know, and I, I really try to do that. I don't care how bad my day was or whatever. Mm-hmm. I won't, I won't walk away and go sit in the room for a little bit. You know, it's just like, this is my life right now. You know, mm-hmm. like I can push all that aside and my kids are happy to see me. So that's, I'm going to give them that, you know, and mm-hmm. as much as I want to go to sleep, I'm going to give them a little bit of time because they've been waiting, you know, all night, even though they were asleep, they've been waiting all night to see me. And, you know, I got to give them, you know, I'm going to have breakfast with them, you know, or sit and have a cup of coffee while they're making a mess, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, that's awesome, bro. So it sounds like you're, you're doing a good job in that aspect and stuff. You know what I mean? Once again, James, dude, just thank you for coming on here and just sharing your story, brother, and sharing with our audience what it takes to be a show up dad. Um, It is possible. And uh, just continue being a leader, dude, in our industry, whether it be to the apprentices or other linemen out there. You know what I mean? That's what this show is here for, dude. I think this is a, this is a great outlet, you know, and that that's why I approached you at the at the um the union event it's like when i saw you i was like man i gotta talk to him you know i i (laughs) I love i love what you do because it's you know you hear all the stories about the you know the the linemen that that lose their family you know and and you know i i'm not gonna be one you know Mm -hmm. i i really like what you do i think it's it's awesome you know well i appreciate that james once again thank you for coming on and how can someone reach out to you brother on instagram or whatever you know if they want to reach out and just connect with you and ask you questions or whatever do you mind sharing that with our audience yeah uh i believe my the i believe my instagram is just it's a uh, js garland uh, last name g a r l a n d uh 13 and i think that's i think that's what my my name yep. is on there yep. but uh yeah i mean anyone that has questions i you know i'd love to connect and you know try to help out anyone even you know any apprentices out there that i need help with anything sh- i'm here you know that's what i try to give back for sure brother and the world needs more linemen like you bro for okay. sure well once again james thank you for coming on our show thank you guys for listening and uh this podcast is made uh possible through our listeners and donations from people like you um, Tallman Equipment, give you guys a quick shout out. You guys are doing amazing things out there, and uh, we thank you. Have a good All night. Right. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, brother.